and welcome to Crossview Radio, a weekly podcast for Wayne County. I'm John Marino, pastor of Crossview Church in Orville. We exist to glorify God by exalting Christ and magnifying the gospel for the joy of all nations. I'm uh, looking forward to uh, the conversation uh, here today. Uh, a few weeks ago, you may remember that we uh, had a chance to talk with Joe Propri uh, with Biblical Counseling Institute, BCI. And BCI right now is uh, doing some uh, counseling courses for us here uh, in Orville. Uh, actually, we're um, uh, finished up course one, and we're going to be doing uh, course two here as well. And uh, talking today with Glenn Dunn, who is uh, the co-director at BCI uh, with Joe, uh, Glenn is here to, uh, again, help us with uh, course number two and work through that. He is also the pastor of Cornerstone Bible Fellowship in North Ridgeville here in Ohio. And uh, looking forward to talking to him uh, some more about biblical counseling and hopefully uh, some more applicational um, uh, ideas uh, in regard to that as well. So, Glenn, thanks for being here and good to see you. It's my privilege. Glenn, uh, as we get started here, one of the things that I would like to talk about um, is uh, anxiety. And uh, I picked this topic because I think it's so relevant. Uh, it seems like everyone in our culture is struggling with that on some level. And I just want to read to you uh, an article. This was in the New York Times. <clears throat> it was actually uh, last year, 2017, um, middle of the year. But it's, uh, it's an article that stuck with me uh, through, through um, you know, the last few months. And I want to read you a quote uh, and kind of get your reaction on it. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the article says here, quote, uh, This past winter, Sarah Fader, a 37-year-old social media consultant in Brooklyn, who has generalized anxiety disorder, texted a friend in Oregon about an impending visit, and when a quick response failed to materialize, she posted on Twitter to her 16,000-plus followers, I don't hear from my friend for a day. My thought, they don't want to be my friend anymore. She wrote, appending the hashtag, this is what anxiety feels like. Thousands of people were soon offering up their own examples under the hashtag. Some were retweeted, re retweeted more than 1,000 times. You might say Miss Fader struck a nerve. And then uh, she says here, um, article quoting her, If you're a human being living in 2017 and you're not anxious, she said on the telephone, there's something wrong with you, end quote. Glenn, is there something wrong with people who are not anxious living today? Well, the answer to that would have to be um, everyone it goes through times of anxiousness, everyone goes through times of fear, but the question I think that's really needed to be addressed in the example that you're giving is, what do we do with that? Are we mm -hmm. dominated by fear? Are we dominated by anxiousness? And that becomes the real question. This reminds me of a person that I went to see and visited in the hospital and had been through some really dramatic things in their life. And uh, as I was standing at the bedside, the uh, counselor grabbed my hand and said, Pastor, is there something wrong with me? And I said, what do you mean? And they said, they're telling me that I'm crazy. And I said, why are they, why are they saying that to you? And the counselor had been through some real issues, death, in close family members and death and a major surgery, the potential for all kinds of uh, paralysis and so forth. And the 
counselor said, they keep coming in here telling me they've known what I've been through, but because I'm not fearful, because I'm mm. not anxious, mm. I'm in denial. And they wanted to give psychotropic drugs, but uh, the counselor said, I, I just don't need that. But am sure. I crazy? And I said, you're not crazy. I said, you're living out the promises hmm. of the scripture, which become all the more real at the time when we're, now note the word, tempted yeah. to be fearful or tempted to be hmm. anxious. And so this is the very thing that this person is dealing with. Um, and we want to excuse today, you know, uh, Wendy Kamner says, uh, who's, who's not a Christian so far as I know, um, sickness is much more marketable than sin. Hmm. In other words, it's easier to talk about sure. we're sick and the reasons that we struggle with worry, the reasons that we struggle with uh, fear and so forth is because of some genetic uh, complication and... Uh, that is not, of course, what our Bibles teach us. Our Bibles don't teach us that at all. Mm -hmm. no, so the hope in this is that the Bible gives to us, through Jesus Christ, uh, the Bible gives to us the means to combat sinful, I use the term mm -hmm. again on purpose, sinful anger. Do you think that uh, by labeling this, and, and Joe and I talked about this a little bit last week, or a couple weeks ago, but by labeling it as... Um, you know, uh, primarily a medical issue, mm -hmm. that it's a way of kind of passing the blame and, and not being accountable yeah. for it. Well, I do, and I think that's that's part of the reason why we see a, a, the rise of uh, psychology um, in not having to take responsibility for our own actions, mm -hmm. our own, act, uh, our own uh, even attitudes. Um, you know, just recently I was traveling and um, had the privilege as we will at your church mm -hmm. and I commend you for um, bringing the training to your church but just uh, I was in uh, the Caribbean and the Lord has opened up a wonderful ministry there and in and, and September I had been there and then I was just there a few weeks ago and someone that I had spoken with in September came and said I'd like to talk to you and I said okay and I actually forgot that I had even dealt with them in September, and the issue was fear and panic in September. And so much so that, and this can happen according to Psalm 32, that it can begin to affect our bodies, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. the, 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 the sin itself yeah. can, can produce physical yeah. effects. Absolutely. David says, my body wasted away exactly. in this state of unrepentance. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Psalm 32 um, certainly speaks to that you know, day and night your hand was heavy upon sure. me my strength was sapped as in the heat of mm -hmm. summer and so this a particular um, person was dealing with the ramifications of of the panic in irritable bowel syndrome mm -hmm. uh, and really those who struggle with that mm -hmm. are basically chained to mm -hmm. the toilet to be quite frank mm -hmm. i mean they they everything is about you know, how far away they have to be mm -hmm. from, from being able to, to use the facility. So um, this person said, you know, you gave me the, some scriptures, you talked and uh, gave me some things to read and so forth. And I didn't know where they were going to go, you know. Uh, and the person said, I just want you to know, and this is a direct quote, um, it took a while and I began to think biblically. Mm -hmm. And there's a term that we use all the time in the uh, counseling training. 
And the person said, I want you to know that the irritable bowel syndrome flew out the window. Hmm. And I was greatly encouraged by that. That is not going to happen when we don't apply the principles of the scripture. Uh, Now, we're basing this on the presupposition that we're talking about Christians who are dealing with fear and Christians who are dealing with Mm-hmm. with um, panic. Um, and so sure. that is, that's the issue. Listen, here's a simple equation. And it might not be popular, but it's a simple equation. If the Bible calls it sin, it can't be a sickness. Yeah. Can you explain a little bit, um, may, maybe go into that uh, a little bit further, what, what, what's at the root of it? You're using the word fear a lot here uh, mm. in regard to anxiety. Mm. Um if it's not a sickness, then then what is it at, at the root? Well, so let's just talk for a moment. I mean, would we say, as Christians, would we say that someone who comes in and say, I have a God-given fear um, in uh, of the majesty of God. You know, Isaiah was struck in Isaiah chapter 6 with fear. Was that a sinful fear? It wasn't. Was it a fear that was... Uh, sourced in sickness it wasn't it was a a fear that was proper and Mm -hmm. right and good Um, Isaiah was struck with the majesty of God and he said woe is me I'm undone I don't deserve to be here Mm -hmm. so we have to qualify what we mean when we're talking about fear by the way we'll do that a little bit when we get into course two which we're going to have the privilege of begin to teach uh, tonight mm-hmm. at, at your church. So there's different kinds of fear. The fear that, for example, Hebrews chapter 12 speaks of um, when uh, the writer of Hebrews says that we're to worship God with reverence and with mm-hmm. awe. That is fear. So we wouldn't say that that fear is driven out of sickness. We would right. say that that fear is driven out of an understanding mm-hmm of who God is and what God requires of us. So on the other side of that, then, there must be um, inappropriate fear mm-hmm. or sinful fear when it's not uh, driven out of an understanding of who God is, but a misunderstanding mm-hmm. of our circumstances or a misunderstanding of what God says to us in our circumstances. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we have to be very, very careful. You know, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, Paul writes there, and he says, be anxious for nothing. Mm-hmm. And as I shared with this uh, person just two weeks ago or so, as we stood at the back of the church and talked, um, after they, they had expressed to me, boy, the irritable bowel syndrome mm-hmm. is gone. Now they said, occasionally I get a flare-up, but mm-hmm. on the most part, it's gone. And then I said, you know, the Bible is never going to command you not to be sick. Yeah. Now, that's a whole yeah. different radio broadcast that you can <laughs> right? The Bible's yeah. not going to command you to do that. So sure. when Paul writes and says, be anxious for nothing, all yeah. of a sudden that clarifies it he for us. He assumes that we can do something that's in right. response to that. That's right. Um, he assumes that there's a sinful fear mm-hmm. and that as believers, we don't have to be dominated by it. Yeah, I'm reminded, uh, and and obviously we can have the fear, you're talking about correct fear of God, or we can place it somewhere else incorrectly. I'm reminded of Proverbs 29, 25, where it says the fear of man, Mm -hmm. what does it do? It lays a snare. That's right. Uh, But his remedy for that is whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. 
And um, I think that's along the lines of what you're saying. It's And that's that's what I constantly bring our people to in our church is this idea of view of God, view of self. And I've got to view myself and mankind correctly. I've got to view God correctly. And once that's recalibrated, yeah. my fear can be in the right place as opposed to, you know, that's in, right. in the wrong but, place. But, you know, there's, there's another consideration of that. Proverbs 28, 1 mm-hmm. says that the wicked flee, the wicked flee when no one pursues yep. them. And so there's this con- there's a component of fear mm-hmm. that we have to say is driven by um, an understanding of our guilty consciences. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's the yeah. whole Edgar Allan Poe, the tell mm-hmm. you know, the telltale heart. I mean, you, you there there's a sense by which mm-hmm. if I don't deal with my conscience, my sinful conscience in the way that I should, I'm going to experience, at least as I understand my Bible, I'm going to experience um, fear. Mm-hmm. There's another interesting component to this, by the way, and that is, as we, as we talk about whether this is sickness or sin, Jesus says something pretty interesting in Luke chapter uh, 21 when he talks about the signs of the end of the age. And one of the things that Jesus says there is that in verse 26, men's hearts will be failing from fear. And the expectation of those things which are coming upon the earth, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And so here's, the, again, the Spirit, not only using us to, to show, I'm t- trying to get into an eschatological mm, sure. discussion, but I'm just using us to show that Jesus mm-hmm. speaks of this not as a sickness which will increase, mm-hmm. but as a spiritual issue. Mm-hmm. And when, it, when we understand it spiritually, we say, look, even the world, and I guess this is sort of like Romans chapter 1, Though the whole world is groaning for the return of Christ, but Jesus yeah. is one of the marks of the last days is going to be a common sense mm-hmm. of fear yeah. and anxiousness, and that is certainly what yeah. we're dealing with today. And the world is always going to try to explain those things away by phobia or mm-hmm. by other issues, but it's really a spiritual problem. And by the way, if it's a spiritual problem. That means there's a spiritual solution. Yeah, and that's what I was going to ask you next. So talk for a second to the person who is listening to. Now, now let me let me step back a second. And obviously, um, when we're talking to an unbeliever, the the primary thrust is we want to uh, evangelize them Correct. because they cannot. That's right. that's right. They they can't be righteous exactly outside of redemption. So first, you've got to have redemption. In fact, they should be fearful. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. And so yeah. we, judgment's coming for that's the unbeliever. Right. I don't want to. I don't want to yes. circumvent where you're going. So don't yeah. forget. But they should be fearful <laughs> mm-hmm. because, as you say, the wrath of God is coming. Yes. And you know we could psychotropically treat that, mm-hmm. and as Jay Adams says, we can, humanly speaking, mm-hmm. we can circumvent the ministry of the Holy Spirit by dulling the senses of mm-hmm. ones that the Spirit of God may be dealing with to point sure. them to the fact that. Jesus is coming. Sure. I'm talking about the unconverted. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're calling that person to repentance. Exactly. So that person repents. So so now let's take, um, let, let, let's assume we're talking about a believer. So, so the unbeliever, they need conversion. You can't have righteousness outside of Christ. Um, but the believer, the, there are some, some believers um, that, you know, I even have conversation with, I remember a conversation with one guy that I was talking about, and we we're talking about this very issue of anxiety. He said, he says, I just cannot help it. Mm-hmm. I just can't help mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. So so talk to that person for a minute. We've talked a little bit about, mm. you know, this is the difference between the sin issue and the medical issue. But now 
the, the person still talk to the person who's like, but I just, I feel like I can't do anything. It just happens to me. I'm right. passive and right. just, right. Well, I know. how do we deal with that? I, you know, t- uh, counsel a lot of people with panic, panic attacks, sure. you know, so forth. And when that happens, uh, they say, I'm basically, I'm along for the ride. Mm-hmm. I have no other yeah. recourse other than to respond with fear and panic mm-hmm. and my pulse rate increases and I sweat and I go clammy and all these things, except for this. <laughs> and we're talking about the Christian, except for this, except for the fact that John writes in 1 John four eighteen that perfect love casts out hmm. fear. And so what we need to address there is um, an understanding of what it is that we're supposed to love or better who it is that we're supposed to love. Mm-hmm. And so many times, by the way, like depression. And one of the things that you'll see in, in biblical counseling, when you, be, when you come to the, the glorious mm-hmm. conclusion that your Bible is sufficient for all of these things, mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the things that you'll see is you don't need different templates for all the different mm-hmm. problems that people have. There's basically one template. Mm-hmm. I remember years ago when we started to do the training, uh, I had a friend that was a pastor, and we, we did a symposium, a one-day symposium um, for pastors in the area. And I think we had probably 25 or 26 pastors come. And Randy Patton was mm-hmm. at that time the executive director of mm-hmm. uh, NANC, the National Association of Neuthetic mm-hmm. Counselors, which is now ACBC, yeah. the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, under uh, the direction of Heath Lambert. But Randy came, did a wonderful job presenting the sufficiency of the scriptures Mm -hmm. and one of the pastors at the end of the day came up to me and said i want to thank you um and and i said oh it's our you know privileged glad to have people here and he said no no he said now this is a pastor graduated grad you know degree pastoring Mm -hmm. a church so forth this is why this is so important Mm -hmm. he said before i came here today i thought i needed to have a book in my library about every possible problem a person Mm -hmm. could have and he said, and now I realize I only need one book, hmm. and it's my Bible. Yeah. And so this is, you'll see some commonalities between fear and depression and mm-hmm. worry and anxiousness, right? And the Bible yeah. addresses all of these particular issues. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we say when people have a, what we would call a perverted fear, mm-hmm. the world likes to call it phobias. Mm-hmm. We would call it a perverted fear. Mm-hmm. This is, this is, fear is a godly expression. It's a godly emotion, as we're trying to say. But if, if it's controlling you mm-hmm. and it's about things that are not godly, then it's perverted. Mm-hmm. It's a perverted fear. Well, perfect love casts mm-hmm. up, up, uh, casts out fear. And so that brings us to, well, what am I loving? Mm-hmm. What is the object of my faith? Yeah. And one of the things that we say to um, folk in depression is this. Depression is a misplaced focus. Hmm. It's a focus on your circumstance rather than the God of your circumstance. Mm -hmm. And the same thing can be said with panic and anxiousness. Mm -hmm. It's a misplaced focus. People are more concerned about the current circumstance rather Mm -hmm. than understanding the God of the circumstance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think along those lines, um, what you're saying, uh, uh, Paul Tripp has a quote where he mm. says uh, this. He says, um, "He says, worry and rest always reveal the true treasures of your heart. Right. You will rest the most when what you treasure the most is secure, and you will worry the most when what you treasure the most is at risk. Right. And one of the things that um, I... 
as I'm engaging people in conversation, we're talking about anxiety and worry and these fears and things is a lot of times uh, I find that people are anxious and worried even when everything is going quote unquote okay because they're still, let's say they've got a great bank account and let's say they've got good health and let's say they've got, you know, a great relationship, but they still are, are engaging in idolatry Mm -hmm. by elevating those things to an unhealthy level. And then what happened? I become afraid I could lose it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think along with what you're saying, along with what Tripp is saying here, um, is this idea that I have got to take all of my praise, my adoration, my worship, my awe, my love, and it has to be in Christ and mm-hmm. Christ alone. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not going to lose Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have to be worried and anxious about that. If all I have is Christ, if I have nothing else but Christ, I can be satisfied. Well, and, and that goes to your previous question, right? Mm-hmm. When somebody says, I can't help it, the yeah. answer to that is, yes, you mm-hmm. can. And that is very... It mm-hmm. might sound insulting to the person mm-hmm. who's sitting, at, listening and saying, well, this guy yeah. is clueless. Yeah. Because when this attacks me, you know, I think mm-hmm. it's Paul Touches who has a, a, a little pamphlet out entitled, uh, When Panic Attacks mm-hmm. Me, right? And that's how it feels. But listen, that's yeah. how, listen, to the person that struggles with fear, that's how every temptation feels. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's what 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says. There is therefore no temptation which has seized you. Mm -hmm. And the Greek there, that's that's attacking you, right? Mm -hmm. And so fear is no different from any other temptation. Uh, And and, and it feels like that attack. And the question then comes, yes, you can help it Mm -hmm. because perfect love casts out fear. And then you say, it's a matter of, as Jesus says, what are you treasuring? Yeah. And I think, and, and this, this point is worth uh, reemphasizing. I talked about this uh, with Joe um, when, uh, when he was here. But I think when we, when we see that and we see that we're not just passive recipients mm. of this, I think that becomes more hopeful. Exactly. Does it not? Exactly. If you buy into the medical model, then you, you have left yourself in a hopeless position, Mm -hmm. you're waiting for the cure of the world. And here's the glorious thing about what we're talking about. And I I use these adjectives purposely. It is a glorious thing. It is Mm -hmm. a glorious part of the gospel for us to be able to say that Jesus Christ not only frees us from our guilt and our shame, Mm -hmm. but Jesus Christ frees us from having to be dominated by those sins which he says he saves and redeems us from. And that's why there's great hope if we can sound insulting at the beginning mm-hmm. to say, look, this is a this is a spiritual issue mm-hmm. that can be insulting to people. Mm-hmm. But it, I pray that God, by his uh, spirit, will allow them the grace to understand yeah. if you grapple with that truth, yeah. all of a sudden you say to yourself, wait. Uh, I, I can see that this is a spiritual mm-hmm. problem. Mm-hmm. You just open yourself up to a world of hope through mm-hmm. the living, powerful Word yes. of God. I, there's a quote by uh, C.H. Spurgeon that I, that I share uh, often, and I think it relates to this whole idea of what we're talking about here. Um, but, but Spurgeon says, uh, he says, I looked at, at Christ and the dove of peace flew into my heart. Mm. I looked at the dove and it flew away. Mm. And I think that is so, um, applicable to, to exactly what we're talking about. Mm. Uh, peace and freedom from anxiety, I think really ultimately is a byproduct 
of a healthy relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. And when we pursue Christ first, Christ alone, and it's not a, it's not always a, you know, here's the other thing I think that in this whole conversation, it's not necessarily a one-to-one ratio. I don't read my Bible for five minutes mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden now I have X amount of freedom from anxiety. It's, mm-hmm. it's a life pattern. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. life practice of pursuing Christ. And, and I think to the person who's struggling through these kinds of things, uh, the first thing I'll, I'll say is, you know, um, is, is, I mean, we have compassion on you and, 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 and yep. we love you yep. and all of us have been there on some level, myself included. Yep. And, and, but I think if we begin to, to pursue Christ slowly and slowly, you know, we see this result or this byproduct of peace. But listen to the promise of Jesus, okay? Because Jesus says in John 14, let not your heart be Mm. troubled. Yes. You believe in God, believe also Mm -hmm. in me. And then he goes on to talk about our eternal hope. In my Mm. Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Mm. But then further then in John 14, he goes on to say this. And this is what people need to concentrate on. This is why I say it's a misplaced focus. Fear is a misplaced focus, Mm -hmm. right? It's a focus on this thing, this medical report, Mm -hmm. this bill that needs to be paid, this uh, person that remains in in a broken relationship to God, whatever whatever it is. Here's Jesus' words in John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give Mm -hmm. to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Jesus isn't going to command you Mm -hmm. not to be sick. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Which is why I think you have a story like Joseph in the Old Testament, you know, and and you could have the the irony is you can have people who have everything that they could ever need and they're consumed with anxiety. And then yet you switch over and you have someone like Joseph in the Old Testament who had everything taken away from him. And yet he is just resting the sovereignty of God throughout his trial and uh, whatever situation we're in good or bad, I think we can have peace um, and freedom from that uh, when we run to Christ. Which is why Joseph says at the end in Genesis fifty twenty, yes. you intended to harm me. But God and, he, and there's the good. focus. Yeah. But God. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Glenn, this has been a good conversation and uh, thank you so much for being here. My and privilege. Being, being part Glad of it. Do it. Um, I'll just uh, throw uh, throw this out if, if um, and, and again, part of the, the podcast here is we like to have a two-way street. And so if there's um, questions or comments or thoughts, you can always reach out to me. I'm sure Glenn as well. His church is in North Ridgeville. Again, uh, Cornerstone Bible Fellowship. And uh, check them out if you're in that area. Um, But um, feel free to also uh, reach out to us and give us a call and uh, connect that way. So, well, I'm looking forward to the course tonight and uh, looking forward to... uh, working through that together. So thanks again for being here. Thanks for listening to Crossview Radio. I'm John Marino, pastor of Crossview Church in Orville. We meet Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Orville YMCA. To find out more about Crossview Church, visit us at crossvieworville.com.